Hey darlings, continuing with the love series I so randomly slip in between true crime episodes, today I'm going to talk to you about my favourite thing in the most logical and science-based way that I can muster. I guess what I've been preaching for years, my be the love and love yourself slogans, can fall on deaf ears a lot. Sometimes the deaf ears are my deaf ears. We all make so many decisions that it's not possible for all of them to be the right one. I recently went back to someone I knew wasn't good for me, but instead of beating myself up over it, I chose to celebrate it. I love the fact that my heart is so big and I care so much about people that I give second chances. I want to start walking away from situations with my head held high, knowing that I am in control And though it may have hurt a bit, it's just another tiny chapter in the book of Lee. I think I have finally mastered the art of self-love, guys. It feels fucking fantastic. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Loon Life. What is your earliest memory? It can be hard to pinpoint. I know a lot of the time we see pictures from our childhood and that can influence what we think we remember. For me, I have this vision. I remember being in my back garden and there being lots of people in a circle. It was some sort of house party. I remember standing and holding someone's knees. I'm not sure scientifically how early it's possible for us to remember, but when I described this one to mum, she said it sounded like my christening. I would have been too. Maybe I'm misremembering. Something that is really vivid about it though, is the way I felt. It was warm and I was comfortable. Like when you're surrounded by people who love you, that kind of comfortable. I didn't have any worries or thoughts. Everything was just fine. I recently started studying a little bit of human psychology, outside of criminal psychology, of course. You guys know I love my astrology, but I'm an intelligent woman. I believe all things to do with the human mind are linked in a very real and logical way. Something I learned which has completely changed my perception of the world is why we fixate on negative experiences and interactions so much. As human beings, it is a scientific fact that our most basic setting, our carnal reason for being, is connection and love. 
we cannot survive without connecting to other beings. It's the way our brains are wired. Instinctually, we love. This doesn't mean that we all want to be in romantic love or anything like that. That's the Hollywood take. I'm talking about looking into the eyes of another human being and having a moment of complete, honest, mutual understanding. Some people need this more than others. Some people have developed to a point where they may consider themselves completely self-sufficient. That doesn't change our programming though. The reason that we are so rocked by negative interactions is simple. They're abnormal. It is not natural for human beings to be unkind to each other. Let's delve into why it happens. When we are small, we love. We explore everything and we trust the people around us. Some babies are not as nurtured as others and in time, this will cause them to develop an autonomy that will carry them through life. Perhaps they will always crave intimacy. Perhaps they will only be interested in animals. Who knows, it's all in the programming. Some of us get really lucky. We are so loved that it's like wearing a security blanket all the time. I know that I can go home to mum and dad and they will feed me and make everything better. I won the jackpot when it comes to family. And it's because of this that I've been able to go through my life pouring love into everyone and everything. I want as many people as possible to feel with me the way that I do when I get home. Valued. That's always been my default setting. When something really bad did happen to me, the first thing I decided was that I didn't want it to make me cold or take away my ability to love and trust, so I started going to counselling. One thing that has been a struggle for me throughout my life is handling rejection. Like a lot of people, I take it really personally and begin questioning everything about myself. Why wasn't I enough? I have spent years blaming myself every time I don't get the outcome that I want because of my love conquers all attitude. This comes from a lack of self-worth. This is what happens when you let people who don't value you dictate how you feel about yourself. Now here is where I switch. Are you ready for me to change the way you look at the world? The reason negative interactions hurt are because they're abnormal to our loving baby selves, right? So listen to this. The only way that human brains can actually process and eliminate the toxins that occur when we feel that kind of negativity is if we allow ourselves to sit in the pain. It is very important that we think about it. I'm talking about literal, actual toxic chemicals that generate in our brains and make us feel like garbage. They are 100% real and they feel horrible and our instant response is to distract ourselves to try and numb them. This does not work. Those chemicals cannot leave your brain unless they are dealt with properly. This is science. Thus, 
there's a method here. I don't mean listening to sad songs on repeat for days or moping and going in circles and generating even more toxins, no. What I mean is, eliminate distractions. For example, do not shag someone else. Do not put something on TV or go for a run with loud music. Stop blocking, start acknowledging. Allow yourself to feel it. Maybe a sad song and a glass of wine will help at this point. Usually works for me. You have to address those painful thoughts. The what's wrong with me? Or why did they say this if they didn't mean it things? It's uncomfortable. We don't want to feel these things. But pushing it to the back of your mind doesn't get rid of the toxins. They're just going to sit there and seep back in when they get chance. Such as if you meet someone new. They are doubt and they are self-sabotage. When people have built up toxins, it takes away from their natural ability to love and connect. They have a cloud in their mind and it influences the way that they feel and think and relate to everything. You know when you meet someone and you just get a bad vibe. We as humans are so aware of the energies around us. If someone is having a bad day, they don't need to say anything. It is instinctual for us to detect the presence of negativity because it's a threat to our natural state, love. It is abnormal. We as animals should be able to detect the abnormalities in a room. It's self-preservation. Those of us who are closer to our natural state, e.g. with less toxins in our minds, open to love and intense connection, will be the most in tune with these energies because they are posing us a bigger threat. Someone with lots of toxins, undealt with and negative energies or experiences will in time lose their ability to connect with their environment. They are moving further from the natural state. They have been distracting themselves. They have built up trauma and they may no longer care about what is going on around them because they are caught up in trying to distract themselves from their issues. Think of it like a literal fog. That is what happens when you don't address toxins. They build and they leak out into your interactions and that feeling of loneliness will grow because you're unable to connect in a way that deep down you crave. Your fog is blocking your purpose. You cannot be unhappy and connected or happy and disconnected. It is the meaningful connections in our lives with family, friends, co-workers, animals or plants that give us peace. I hope this all makes sense. I'm probably explaining a very scientific concept in a very airy-fairy way, but stick with me. I'm about to tell you how to cleanse the toxins. So, you just got dumped. You found out your mates hung out without you. Some random person yelled at you. You just had an abnormal interaction. Side note, I can't tell you how much my loving heart adores referring to anything not loving and kind as abnormal. Once you have cried the tears, drank the wine, smoked the ciggy, or whatever it is you did to bring you into the moment and feel the pain, you will be able to gently shift your thinking. Let your mind start talking to your brain. Okay, 
So why did this person behaving in this way make me feel like this? Talk it through logically with yourself. It was because I was being kind and I didn't feel like I deserved it. Oh wow, did I just acknowledge that someone else's behavior wasn't actually my fault? Hallelujah. Slowly but surely, you're picking up the parts that hurt and putting them into a box. I have a comparison for you. Imagine it like a box of puppies. You pick up this puppy that has been scratching at your leg and you say, Herman, I'm addressing you, what do you need? Once you've addressed him, he goes into the box and then you pick up the next one. After a little while, all the puppies will be in the box. A couple might climb back out and that's cool, address them again and put them back. Now this is when you need to make the choice to put the lid on the box. There's air holes. I should have used a better analogy than puppies. The box goes into the lovely place where puppies love to be. It go, it's going to the farm. The farm that lives in your mind. You're making this choice because your arms and legs are covered in scratches and you've been playing with the puppies all day and now you deserve a rest. The idea of this exercise is that you need to start looking at your emotions objectively. There is a real, logical, science-based reason why you're feeling the way that you are. Negative interactions are not natural to us. Our natural state is to have meaningful connections and to love and be loved. This gives me hope. Suddenly I realize that there is absolutely nothing wrong with me. I have a huge heart. Literally all I want out of life is to love and be loved and I am as close to the natural setting as I could possibly be and I'm really fucking proud of that. We can't control other people. All we can control is our response to them and how much we let them affect us. It's narcissism to think everyone should want and like you and it's masochism to take every rejection as a personal attack. Think of it like narrowing the pool. The more people we experience, the more we know what we want. The easier it is to shake it off when someone isn't what we're looking for. You don't want someone who doesn't want you. Just because someone rejects you doesn't mean you have to reject yourself. Despite whatever we go through in life, we are all capable of cleansing out the toxins and returning to our default setting. It's why some people can have the most horrible upbringing and still be the kindest, most wonderful humans on the planet. The reason why some people hurt others is because they have big, toxic clouds living inside them, blocking them from a peaceful experience. It also isn't possible for another person to clear your cloud for you. A counsellor can tell you tips like I just did, but it's a decision you have to make. I'm going to give you a real world example. Ever since I first had my heart broken, I had been drawn to men with similar toxins to the ones that I was used to. Fear of commitment. I have sought out people currently incapable of deep connection and love, and I've tried to help them clear it out by giving them as much love as I can muster. It has time and time again left me feeling worthless, questioning why I wasn't enough and why they didn't love me. The fact is that they couldn't. It would have been impossible for them to love me. 
they have toxins in their mind, a fog around their being that can only be lifted when they make the choice to clear it. It's not possible to clear someone's toxins for them. Just like it's not possible to convince someone to love you. I was repeating a cycle of self-harm in the form of an addiction to other people's toxic energies and basing my self-worth on their ability to love me. What the fuck, Lee? But you know what? This is really, really common. It's like people who come from alcoholic parents and then go on to marry another alcoholic. There's a book called Women Who Love Too Much by Robin Norwood and she discusses this very phenomenon this toxic love addiction. I used to beat myself up a lot because it was easier for me than to accept that I couldn't control how other people felt about me. The fact is, only unhappy people are unkind. I'm not talking about normal bittersweet endings. I was somehow finding some pretty nasty people who showed very little to no care in me when they ended things. I took that as a reflection of me instead of it being them showing me who they are. Happy people don't hurt people. It's as simple as that. Someone with a healthy ability to clear out their toxins, who deal with their puppies and put them in boxes, look at people who do the above as masochistic idiots. It can be really hard to watch someone do this to themselves. My friends have been trying to get through to me for years. I'm still trying to work out how I changed my mindset so suddenly. The last person I fell for ended things with me quite brutally via message and this time I didn't cry for me or him. I just thought through the time we had just spent together. I mourned what could have been. I acknowledged that it wasn't in my control. And then I watched the Game of Thrones finale and I went to sleep. I woke up a few times through the night remembering a sweet moment and then dropping into a red flag I'd buried. It was an unsettled but long sleep. I woke up the next morning with a new lease on life. I literally said to myself, oh well, you loved, you didn't hurt anyone, the end. All that mattered to me was that I hadn't caused any pain. I had stayed true to who I am, the affectionate loon, and I was proud. I love that I have the strength to go through my life being nothing but kind to people and being open to new connections and letting people see the real me and never letting any form of hurt or rejection make me a cold person. I have finally accepted that I am worthy of nothing but the best because that is what I give. It is easy to push people away, to sit in our pain, to bottle things up and to only care about our own feelings. That's probably the least traumatic experience, because it's the loneliest. But if someone too weak to deal with their pain and reboot to default, that's their loss, babe. Happy people don't hurt people. I'm strong, because I keep opening my heart and letting people in, even if it means they might reject me, even if it means that they won't like me. I just want to connect and love as many people as possible. I want to leave a legacy of love. No matter how many toxins enter my space, I will never let them dim my sparkle. You cannot control external factors, you can only control how you respond to them. Are you going to take on toxins 
or accept them as a chapter and turn the page. When you love yourself, nothing hurts as bad. If you know you never intentionally hurt anyone, you are honest, kind and gentle, what more could you ask of yourself? I don't want to be one of those women divorcing an asshole in my 40s because I took in their toxins. I want to be with someone who loves like I love. Unreservedly. Show your strength. Choose love. Don't let the abnormal corrupt your heart or mind. Humans were born to love and connect, so be the person you are born to be. Be the love. I hope you enjoyed this little hippy-dippy psychological overload. I really truly hope that it will help some of you as it's helped me recognize what a strong and incredible human being you already are or are capable of being. Let yourself be proud of you. Think of your achievements and take a minute to pat yourself on the back. You're here, you're alive, you've listened to me rattle on about self-love for a while now and I hope you agree that it truly is the beginning and end of everything. Love yourself 100%, okay? Thank you for listening. If you aren't already, check out Harley Q on Instagram and Facebook. If you've been enjoying Loon Life 5 Star on your podcast app will go a long way. You can also sign up to my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Harley Q for bonus material, early release episodes, and of course, Harley cosplay content. Speaking of which, new cosplay coming next month. I love you all very much. Be kind to each other.